0: Gotta have gut hope. It's gotta get better. It's gonna get better. You've got this. This is the Gut Hope Podcast. Gotta have gut hope. Gut hope. inspiration, and healing, it can happen. Hello, this is Steve from the Gut Hope Podcast. This is a special edition with me and my son, Brett. Say hi, Brett. Hi,
1: how's it going?
0: Fantastic. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. I'm just getting better so far.
0: I know, it's awesome. I'm calling this a special edition because we're going to try to recap everything that's happened with Brett and his ulcerative colitis journey and give you an update on where he's at and talk about how things are going now. Does that sound cool?
1: Sounds good to me. All right.
0: So a lot of people have listened to your podcast, Brett, and got a lot of inspiration from it. Did you know that?
1: Yes, I did (laughs) know
0: that. It's awesome, and I'm so grateful for all of the people I've been able to meet uh, virtually through the internet. We've even reached out across the world to talk to people and give them hope. Your story is a really amazing one, and I love sharing it with people and giving them hope. How do you feel about it when you hear that other people have followed what you've done and have also been healed?
1: It just makes me feel happy. That all these people are starting to get better taking these supplements from which I've been taking. Yeah. And they're just amazed of how better they're getting just like I've been.
0: Right. It is pretty awesome. So if you are a new listener, and this is the first episode that you've ever listened to, if you want to go back and get all the details, because we spent a lot of time recording everything, didn't we, Brad?
1: Yep, we sure did. Yeah,
0: so you want to go back, you can go listen to all the Brett episodes, 1, 2, and 3. It talks all about the journey that he's been on. And episode 4, called GI Cure Explained, talked all about the supplements that he's on. I'm going to quickly go over his medical history. And then I'm going to talk about what's happened since. So the genesis of this podcast started about this time last year in 2021 when we were coming home from a Thanksgiving break and we were just driving in the car together talking about how we'd like to share this with everyone and trying to figure out a way to do it. And the podcast idea came up because it was so much information to talk about and so many details that we wanted to share to be comprehensive about it. And that's when we came up with the idea of doing the podcast. Do you remember doing that Thanksgiving last year?
1: Yes, I remember that. That's an
0: important ride that we had together. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess our first recording was in January of 2022. And I think our last recording was uh, towards the end of January. And you and I haven't gotten together and really done another recording since. So I want to update everybody about what's happened from January on of this year. And as we're recording this now, it's... November 13th of 2022 so a lot of time has passed since we were we last talked and to cut to the chase Brett's doing great I mean how are you feeling Brett?
1: I'm just feeling great so far.
0: You have any problems at all? No. With your gut? Anything?
1: I just feel spectacular.
0: (laughs) That's great yeah so no no symptoms, no urgency, no blood, no mucus, no pain, no change in diet. How about your diet? What do you, do you do? eat anything different now, or do you just eat whatever you want?
1: Pretty much, I eat whatever I want. Yeah. But I pretty much need to eat healthier foods, which is an important part for healing your gut. Okay. Because so tr- you, oh, you can't just eat junk food or... Have too many chips or anything deep fried. It's just not good for your gut. Okay. But having some produce like fruits, veggies, grains, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That these are good stuff to heal your gut.
0: What happens if you eat a bunch of deep fried food like some chicken, deep fried chicken or something like that? What does it do to your gut?
1: It could make your stomach feel upset and have problems. Yeah, it can. Yeah. And possibly give you diarrhea.
0: Yeah. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, After, not really. Not really. <laughs> but you try to eat healthy anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, Brett's gut is just amazing now. He he just doesn't have any diarrhea, no symptoms anymore, anything like that, right? Right. You know, as part of the diet that he was on, doing the protocol, you're not supposed to eat a lot of fiber or texture that's rough and so like popcorn's a big no-no. Like some people with ulcerative colitis eat one kernel and it's it's awful for them. And we I just remember a couple of weeks ago you and I went to the movies together. Yep. And what did you eat there?
1: Popcorn.
0: How much did you eat?
1: I just only had a medium-sized box. <laughs> just medium. yeah, nothing happened.
0: Yeah, nothing happened. And that's how it is now he just eats whatever he wants and tries to eat healthy wouldn't you say brett yeah yeah it's pretty cool all right so for those of you don't know brett we're going to go over his history real quick and then we're going to talk about what's happened this last year right and just give people some hope and tell them the ups and downs that you've had i wouldn't say there's been a lot of downs i think it's just mostly been good stuff and we'll just share that with everybody how's that sound
1: Sounds good. All right.
0: So I wrote all this this uh, timeline down so I could quickly go over this, and I hope hope it doesn't feel like I'm just reading you something, but uh, Brett was diagnosed in February of 2019 and was put on mesalamine at that point, and had his first flare-up May 12th of 2020. So he went like a year, over a year, without any problems, and probably like many of you, just... Maybe found some early success with medication. We never questioned it. Um, After the flare, how about that? They did a colonoscopy June 3rd. By August, he was on Humira. He got a shingle shot. At at this point, I tried to write down all of the medication that he was on, things that he had tried. I put down Humira, hydrocodone, dicyclamine, budesidine, mesalamine, tramadol, um, prednisone, something that starts with meth. We always called it meth. <laughs> I can't remember what the whole name was. Do you remember, Brad? I
1: think it was methotrexate. Oh,
0: methotrexate, that's it. Some foam, anima stuff, some budesidine, some enemas, something that starts with loper. I can't remember. Do you remember what loper was?
1: Um, I'm not sure. I'm
0: glad I can forget all these because I just don't care anymore. These and, are
1: all the medications that I couldn't remember. It's been quite a while ever and since then, I started taking the supplements. That's right.
0: And azathioprine was the last one. And so the, if any of you have been through this, you know what we're talking about. It's it's just keep trying to pile on, keep adding more, keep increasing the frequency. And breast just had a horrible case of ulcerative colitis. It was very severe by... January of 2021, so that was last year, that's when he first started Remicade. And so we messed around with that for a while and it never really, as the doctors called it, kicked in. It never worked, just to be honest. And in that time of messing around with that, he stayed on prednisone plus Budesonide and Azathioprine and all these others on top of that. And in June, he ended up in the hospital and was just failing everything, and so they were getting ready to perform a colonoscopy. That was like the lowest point in, the, in this whole story, wouldn't you say, Brent? It was like the worst time. Yeah. Yeah. So right at that time, I had been doing some research, and I came across this uh, protocol called the GI Cure Protocol, and I said let's try this thing out and so when he came out of the hospital I already had all the supplements ordered and when he came out we started doing the protocol and at the same time they put him on a high dose of prednisone one more time he was on prednisone in the hospital and he came out and it it was a high dose for a long period of time for about two and a half months so i think this is an important part of his story and how he was cured because he was able to take these supplements while taking prednisone and so he wasn't in the midst of the flare and all the pain and the blood and everything so the prednisone was tamping that down while he was able to do the curing process by taking the supplements and so all of that was going on and we came to this point where he stopped taking the prednisone that ended at the last day of august so beginning september september 1st he was off prednisone we tapered off the the rest of the medication which was azathioprine and then we just there was nothing left Um, we stopped taking salamine, all that stuff um, by the end of september because none of it was working anyway so we just decided to remove that but it was also fascinating because when he came off prednisone for the last time which would have been September of last year the symptoms didn't come back and that has always been the case every time he came off prednisone all the symptoms would almost immediately come back and so at that point we started counting the days that he was off meds the longest he'd ever gone was 21 days which is three weeks and so we started counting them up and now we're on Let's see, I said November 13th, and we just looked at the calendar and realized it's 445 days without any medication. And um, that's amazing, right, Brian?
1: It is truly amazing.
0: What do you think when you think about that? Like, none of those, you know, all those meds that were sitting under your sink that you had to take every morning, every night. Yeah, no more medication. Yeah, nothing anymore, huh? It's amazing. So, I think we talked about this in January, he had COVID, and uh, he got through that. He went through it pretty well. I'm very grateful still to this day that he wasn't on any of the immunosuppressants when he did get COVID, and I think it might have been worse for him. And so I'm really glad that he didn't have all of those. So I listed off all of the meds that he was on before. And now the supplements that he started taking, and we got all of these from Moss Nutrition. And if you listen to the Moss Nutrition episode, you'll understand that you need to order these through a physician. But that's where we get these from. And if you wanted to look them up and see what their ingredients are and and take a look at them, he's taking the probiotics, colostrum, a product called GI Select, permeability select. And those were the main um, supplements that you were taking. And now we've added a couple more and I'll talk about those a little bit later. But I think that kind of runs through everything that you've gone through so far and brings us up to January where we started doing the podcast. And man, we were really stepping out on a limb back then because we thought you were healed. It had been months and months of healing and we just thought, I hope this continues And I still feel that way. I still feel like, I just hope this keeps going. How do you feel about it when you think about it, Brad?
1: Well, I just think I'll get better in the future. I would be completely healed as long as I keep taking these supplements.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like you're healed right now?
1: Well, not exactly. But I'm still getting lower and lower since I've been looking at the stomach level, since they did a stool test. Okay. And I've been thinking if it gets, uh, how low does it have to be?
0: Uh, 50 or lower is considered normal for somebody that doesn't have ulcerative colitis. Yeah, at
1: least 50 or lower, then I would probably stop taking the supplements and see how I would do.
0: Okay, that's great, man.
1: I just think it's a miracle. <laughs>
0: it's awesome. I'm so happy for you. So what Brett's talking about, if you've listened before, is the fecal calprotectin test. Uh, or what do we call it?
1: A uh, stool test.
0: The stool test or poop-in-a-box test, right? Yeah. That's a lot of fun. But the results of it, turning in the stool sample, it tells you the uh, inflammation levels that are inside the colon. It gives you some sort of guideline as you're going along. And... This is something we're keeping a close eye on because if inflammation's high, that's where your risk of colon cancer or other problems come up. And so we, we've we kept a very close eye on the fecal calprotectin. In fact, we have a standing order at the hospital so Brett can go in there like once a month and get tested. We don't go that often. It's not necessary because the numbers are pretty normal. So to give you an idea of the numbers, Brett when he was first tested, was at over 3,500. And they said, we just, that's as high as the scale goes for this particular test. I know other people out there have higher numbers and stuff, but this is just what they told us is it's 3,500 and that's as high as it goes. And so they were saying, you have some serious inflammation going on. Of course, we knew that. So the interesting thing is, is after Brett did the podcast and stuff, if you go back and listen to those, what was happening is we were planning on tapering off all of the supplements too, because he wasn't having any symptoms at the time. That's sort of the purpose of this healing is that, and the promise is that you can get off this and get off meds and get off supplements and just go back to living your life again. And Brett had zero symptoms or anything but we decided in march early march to get a calprotectin test done just to see how things were going so if you're looking on your calendar you're probably going well he went a couple months um without any supplements and that'd be right and so when we got the numbers back it was at 230 now that's not a very uh that's not a very scary number Um, yeah
1: I don't think it's that scary. What would be the scariest number, if you would say?
0: 3,500 plus is a scary number. (laughs) Like what you originally were. So from 3,500 down to 230, we were just overjoyed, honestly. But still cautious and going, man, that's that's not in the normal range. Like I was saying, 50 or lower is normal. I did some more research on the internet. I found like less than 250 for somebody who's been diagnosed with ulcerative colitis is considered in remission. These are all like really loaded words in the in the ulcerative colitis world. So I don't want to get into this, but the fact that he came in at 230 without any meds, you know, basically it dropped himself down exponentially. I was happy with that, but we reached out to Snow and he said, hey, just get back on the supplements, right? Just start doing them again. If you want to drive that number down, let's just totally get your colon healed. And so that's what we did. And that's the good thing about this protocol is you can just hop back on these. We did that. (sighs) What? And then in June, we had another test done, and it was at 288. So it went from 230 to 288. That may seem like, oh, my goodness, it went up 58 points or something. That's really... Not a big deal from everything that I'm reading. Your inflammation levels, if they tested you every day, would be very different. And But we're trying to get a baseline and say, what should it look like for Brett? And uh, so we sent that off to Snow and said, look, we've we started doing the protocol again. And it's actually the inflammation is slightly up. And his recommendation was to add in slippery elm and l-glutamine so we threw those into the protocol at a much higher dosage than what he was getting from the gi select so which is awesome so now i can control how much of those supplements he's putting in there and we said okay let's just let this bake for a while and he kept doing that until i think the next one we had was towards the end of august and it came back at 115 do you remember that Brett? Yeah, I remember that. That was a pretty big deal because we were so excited. I think if anybody is taking these supplements and you start seeing the results are so positive like this, it's very encouraging. It's like, what I'm doing is working. Taking the supplements is working. Probably Brett would be down to zero if he changed his diet and took out the popcorn and everything. But uh, he's just living a normal life, and I'm happy with it. The last test that we did was October 31st, which is Halloween, and Brett had been eating a lot of chocolate and a lot of stuff he shouldn't eat, and I'm still happy because the number came back at 87. and hey, that's, it's
1: Halloween. Halloween is candy. That's right.
0: Halloween is candy. <laughs> and so, that's the last test he had It was 87, and... If you're looking at this, that means the numbers just keep going down and down and down. And I'm happy, and Brett's happy, and he just keeps taking the supplements because he enjoys what they're doing for him. You just ordered some more supplements, right, Brett? Yes, I did. What's your plan, then, for the future? What do you you want to do with your supplements, and are you just going to take them for the rest of your life, or... When
1: my well, stomach level gets lower, if I'm starting to feel more and more better, then I would stop taking the supplements. That's part of my plan.
0: Okay. That makes sense. You just start reducing how much you're taking. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have some that you want to take maybe for the rest of your life, or do you plan to get off of them altogether?
1: I just plan to take them all off together. You'd
0: like to be off all of them. I see. Okay.
1: Because I can't just keep taking it for the rest of my life. I just have to stop when my stomach level gets lower, One, when I feel completely
0: better. That calprotectin level. Yes. Once it's below 50, you plan to stop taking as much supplements? Yes. Okay. Well, we're going to see how that goes, and I'm very happy. That I'm confident you're going to get down below 50 very soon, right? You're just mm-hmm. moving in that direction, so I'm very happy about that. All right. So, as a quick update now on the things that have happened between January and November, I guess the highlight is you uh, did a follow-up colonoscopy in July of this year.
1: Oh yes, I remember that.
0: Yeah, of course you do. (laughs) It was interesting because we took Brett to the hospital and the doctor that did the colonoscopy had never seen Brett before. He's a partner in the practice. And so he came back out, started talking to us. And he started giving us the whole I, you know, I I got some bad news for you. We've got we've got something called colitis going on here. And we're like, "Yeah, so." And <laughs> he said, "You may need to start taking some medicine for this." And we were like, okay. I said, well, how bad does it look? And he goes, well, you know, it's it's hard to tell. We're going to wait and see what the results are from the biopsies we did and stuff. And I said, okay, well, I said, you. I don't think you remember us, but here's what his colonoscopy looked like last time. And I showed him a picture of Brett's colonoscopy from uh, July of the previous year, July of 21. And he He just threw his hands in the air and he says, oh, this doesn't even compare. This is like not even the same colon or anything. And that's when we we started feeling excited because he just didn't realize how bad Brett was before. And I said, okay. And he goes, you need to come in. I want to talk to you. I want to know what you guys are doing and schedule to come and see me as soon as possible. And so, of course, we did, and it took a long time, actually, to get in there, of course. (laughs) I don't want to get into that. Anyway, we scheduled an appointment, and we came in and saw him. The doctor pulls out the papers, and he's looking at him. This is the same doctor that did the colonoscopy, and he says, well, he still has colitis. And I remember Brett going, there must be something wrong here.
1: Yeah, I remember that.
0: <laughs> and the doctor's all frustrated, and he goes, look, I don't want to give you a disease you don't have, but... And I said, okay, I mean, that's fine. Tell us what's what's going on. And he says, you know, I, I see some colitis here, which it just means some inflammation. I see some inflammation. And we're like, okay. And uh, I said... I'm not a doctor. I just look at the pictures and I try, you know, I'm a dad. I'm trying to understand it. I don't see any inflammation. Can you show this to me? And he got really frustrated with me. and He says, yes, it's all over here. Just, just show me where it's at. And he circled a couple places on the colonoscopy. And I said, oh, okay, thank you. So these same pictures that I have, I'm going to post up on uh, our website which is Guthope.com. You'll see Brett's previous July of 21, his colonoscopy results, and then you'll see his July of 22. And it's two different colons. And when I showed him again, I said, I don't know if you remember. You remember seeing his old one? He goes, yeah, I do. I said, look at these two. And he goes, yeah, this one, holding last year's in his hand, he said this would be like a 10,000, and then holding this year's in his hand, he said this would be like a 50. So he said you kind of went from 10,000 to 50. It was just so night and day, huge difference, Brian. How did you feel when he was giving you a good report like that?
1: Um, I was just surprised how it looks like a big difference, you know, like before and after how I was getting healed by these supplements. How at first I looked horrible. I was miserably sick. And then when I took the supplements, I was starting to heal. I was starting to get better and more active. Yeah. It's amazing.
0: Well, I know you're a whole different guy now. I love it. Anyway... Another funny thing he said, he goes, he looked at it and he goes, the textbook says that I should put you on a medicine, but the meds aren't working. So we're not going to do that. You just keep doing what you're doing. And I thought that was amazing that he admitted that and said, look, just keep doing what you're doing. And I said, well, we can keep doing is cow protecting every month. And he goes, that's really not going to be necessary. I think you can probably extend that to probably every three months. I think what the doctor was saying there is you're looking good and this isn't something we really need to worry about. Even though the textbook says, I probably ought to put you on some medicine. And he knows it's not going to do any good. So he knew better than to even write a prescription, which I thought was great. So... Two other things that I wrote down that I really liked that he said. Well, I like and I don't like, I guess, as he said. I learned something today. Thank you for coming in. That made me feel so good, like, good. But it also made me feel bad, like, what did you learn? Because you're not going to change anything to help somebody else. You know, he didn't say, oh, please write down... The supplements you're on so I can start giving those same things to somebody else. He just said, thank you. And he says, you're still taking those probiotics, right? I said, yeah, still taking those. Okay, good. Thank you so much. It's it's amazing. And I was sort of like, man, it's not just probiotics. It's so much that all has to work together to be successful. But at least he was open-minded enough to say, I'm not gonna give you medicine and keep doing what you're doing. And maybe our next visit, he'll be more curious and want to even look at the supplements. Who knows, right? The most positive thing I remember him saying in that visit was, I've never seen anything like this before. And it makes you go, well, is Brett an anomaly? Can this not happen? Is this impossible? i don't think it is i think it's just very rare for somebody to get the combination of the right things that you need to fix the problem and thankfully snow does have the right combination to fix it i've encouraged many many people now on the internet i get on facebook i post about this and try to share this information and everyone that i know that has done this and followed the protocol has had success, and we just got a bunch of messages from a friend in England that we've made now. Do you remember those, Brent?
1: Yeah, I remember that We
0: were just talking about reading them the other day. and what did she say? Do you remember what she told you?
1: She just called me an angel. <laughs> That's right.
0: She's so happy. same sort of story her cow protect was up a, up around thirty three hundred or something. And now it was down to, what was it, 21?
1: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah.
0: And this is someone who suffered with ulcerative colitis for 15 years. And now she's fine. I, and I just don't know what else I can do except for to tell people this story, say it's possible, have some faith. Brett, what would you tell someone who has ulcerative colitis? And how would... How do you convince somebody to try what you've done? What would you say to them?
1: I would say if you are suffering with ulcerative colitis, I would take the supplements from I'm taking and I would tell them what type of supplements I've been taking and tell them to take them every morning and every night. And you could call the doctor and ask them for a stool test to do it every month. To see how your stomach level is at. Mm -hmm. Seeing if you truly are getting better.
0: Do you like having those calprotectin tests? Yeah. It's kind of a good indicator that you're doing better, right? It's better
1: than doing a colonoscopy,
0: right? I think so. Yeah. It's a lot less invasive and it's just a good way to kind of get a feel for what's going on internally without having to crawl in there and... Take a look, right? Yeah. Well, that's kind of where we're at now. Uh, Still going at it. He's still taking all of those supplements um, that I listed before with the addition, of course, of the Slippery Elm and the L-Glutamine. That's all working for him. And we're just not going to change that. Um, To be transparent about how much all this costs and everything, Brett's now paying for all his supplements himself which is nice. And it comes out to be about 170 bucks a month. And that's not a lot of money. That's taking extra supplements um, to really drive that number down and get complete healing. And when we look at that and and compare that to a hospital visit, the hospital visit last year without insurance would have cost $17,000. 17,000. And so 170 is worth every penny. And to see my son healthy and happy and enjoying life without any questions or concerns about food or bathroom issues or anything is worth every penny. And eventually, and again, this is up to you, Brett, but when he comes off of these, I'm certain he's going to be healed. And if he has a problem, I'm certain that we know how to fix it now. Is there anything else you'd like to share with everybody before we end this podcast?
1: I would like to say, have some gut hope. (laughs) Have faith in yourself.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I always ask this at the end. Brett, do you have gut hope?
1: Yes, I do.
0: Yes, you do. You got the most hope I've ever seen. Hey, bud, I love you. I'm so glad that we got to get through this together and that you're coming out the other side smiling and happy and healthy.
1: I'm pretty happy, too. And I'm also happy getting reports with people, different countries around the world, how they're getting better. It surprised me.
0: I know. It's awesome. So if any of you do have success stories, I always share those with Brett and let him know that this podcast is worth it and worth our time. And we love them. We love hearing about your success. Uh, So please feel free to email me and let us know or Facebook Messenger. We love talking to people. And if I have missed anything, feel free to reach out to me and I will answer any questions you have. Thank you so much. And I wish you all the best on your gut journey. And keep having gut hope.